You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. You spent four hours at a courthouse in Gresham. That does not make you street tough. Oh, uh, well, not so much four hours as um, about an hour and 40 minutes. That's but I really feel like I learned a lot. I feel like uh, I'm a little bit harder. Like a, I'm, I'm not as soft as I was before I went and spent some time in Rockwood. Yeah, you saw some things. I things saw went some down. things. I saw things that I, I will never forget. Uh-huh. Uh, I had some experiences, as I was saying. It was just, uh, it was truly life changing. Yeah, wow. Mm-hmm. And now we refer to it as Rockwood. Yes, apparently. and I am now street tough, by the way. That's pretty amazing. I, I hear street toughs come from Rockwood. Hello, this is Fun Employment Radio. I'm Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. We appreciate each and every one of you. And, of course, you can go to funemploymentradio.com and click on the Amazon link on our website right there at the front page if you would like to support us. And it costs you nothing other than what you were already going to spend on Amazon anyway. Just one extra click. That's it. One extra. Just one. Just a... That's not how... Mouse's sound when you guys. Oh. So that's a little bit more like that. So, yeah, go to funemploymentradio.com, click on the Amazon link, and that would be fantastic. So, all right, we've got a bunch of stuff that we're going to be getting to today, including, well, there's a lot that I want to get to. I've got a, we've got a few things on my mind, a few things I've been trying to trying to handle. What are you talking a, about? I'm, I'm, I'm compiling some things for something I'm going to be writing, but I'll, I'll talk about it here in a little bit. Since when are you a writer? Oh, I've always been a writer. I just oh, you show, have been. I just don't show anybody what I write. I mean, it's only people who need to see it see it. You're not important enough, so you don't get to see it. Oh, thanks, Greg. So, uh, but we, we've got a bunch of things we're going to be getting to. But what we have to talk about today here first is that, of course, Sarah wasn't going to be here today because she was going to be at jury duty mm-hmm. in East Portland, East Multnomah County. East Multnomah County, what, what? Are you seriously saying it like that? That's now? how they talk. So, so East Portland is a little bit of a rougher section of this city. For this city, it's it's what would be uh, it's rough and tumble. It's rough and tumble. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's a, there's a much higher crime rate there. Although we did find out yesterday that Gresham has a higher crime rate per capita than the New, New York, New York, city. and LA. I <laughs> yes. think. So it does have some stuff that goes on out there. Mm-hmm. And Sarah was out there this morning. So Sarah, please walk us through, walk us through exactly what. Oh, seriously. Walk us through what your day was like. Oh my gosh. My day was early. It was early. I commend all of you working folk who wake up at like six o'clock in the morning and go and do your jobs and, uh, you know, and feel human for the rest of the day because goddamn six o'clock is really early. Like, I used You're to- complaining about this? I'm tra- I'm not complaining about it. What I'm saying is that it's very early. I'm saying I'm commending people for being yeah. able to act like humans and wake up that early and be functional because I am exhausted <laughs> from waking up. I'm just like, God, I've already been up like eight hours. What is going on? Um, yes. <laughs> it's a rough life. It is. Yes. It's, it's very rough. Just yeah. got rougher, I tell you. Right. So I uh, woke up at about six this morning. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, jumped out of bed. I'm just like, oh crap! I because I I like oh at first I'm like, why is my alarm going off? I'm like, oh shit! I have my jury duty. So got up, took a shower. Uh, and oh the, my gosh, this day is already sounds I exhausting. No, it was. This, thank you this for just your compassion. So rough. You're really sweet. You're, yeah. Have I told you how what a shining star you are to me? Oh well, thank you. No, you're really not. No, um, and late. so. Yeah, woke up, went, and I went to Starbucks because my mom got me a gift, a Christmas gift card, so I went we're, and had some We're really fancy. going through every detail, aren't we? We sure are. We're going through every little thing that happened. And then I made my way... How many stoplights did you go through? Oh, I'm, I went through quite a few. Thank you for yeah. asking. Yeah, lots it was, of stoplights. It was quite a busy morning. Right. Yeah. yeah it sounds, sounds, very, sounds very busy. Mm-hmm. Very busy so far. It sure was. Yeah. 
I'm really glad that you're understanding that so far. So I yes, am. I did that. Ended up, and I was supposed to be there right at eight. Ended up at the precinct at about seven fifty or so. So I got there, and just as everybody else was getting there, there were so many people at jury duty today. So really, I, okay. Yeah. So what is the courthouse like out there? Because it's, a lot of people didn't even know that the one exists. Yeah, it's just this, it's this building that looks like no other buildings around it. Because no offense to anyone who lives around the area, it's a shithole. It is a total shithole. I kind of picture it to be like the bus station in Adventures in Babysitting. It kind of looks like that. With that, and there's like a homeless guy that li- they they still have like phone booths there, and there's like some guy living in one of the phone booths. And and there's there's like rats running around all over the place. Well, actually, then, the building itself was really nice. Like it was actually it's a brand new building. I picture that also in the parking lot. There's got to be like the classic mugger, like the guy with the big overcoat and like, hey, give me your wallet. You know, one of those kind of muggers, not the kind that like beat you up. But then they. I don't they, think they muggers quiet. hang out at a county courthouse unless I don't know. they're this there to go to court. This I don't is what know. I picture this to be like. So so tell me where. All I'm right, wrong. so I get there at seven fifty, and uh, of course, because I'm, so I'm in beautiful Gresham, aka Rockwood, and pull into the parking lot, which of course is shared with. By a Taco Bell. Taco Bell shares the parking lot with Taco the courthouse? Taco Bell and the East Multnomah County uh, Court share a parking lot. It was amazing. <laughs> so not only was it right next to a Taco Bell, like everything around so it was a, a Taco Bell, and then also on the other side of it was a pawn shop. It was wow. amazing. It was like all I could see out of the windows when I was inside of there was Taco Bell at a pawn shop. That's amazing. It was amazing. Okay. It was amazing. That's pretty awesome. So I, I stood next to my car for as long as I had to because the court didn't open until 8. So I stood out for like, you know, outside for 10 minutes, killing time. And everybody was just kind of standing near their cars, just like, shit, like getting ready for the day. I'm looking at people like, who's going to be my friend for the day? Yeah. Because clearly I'm going to be here for hours and hours and hours. How many people do you think go to the pawn shop with their stolen goods and then end up in that courthouse like a week later when somebody figures out that it's stolen? That's pretty good, Greg. I, I imagine it happens quite a bit. Yeah. It's like you might as well just save the steps. Just save the steps. Just yeah. just go right to the courthouse. Yeah. All just right. Go straight in. There. So anyway, so the doors open at eight, and it's a cattle call. There are about like fifty. I would say at least fifty people there, and we are all there for jury duty. And it's so it's eight o'clock in the morning. I, I wait in line because they can go through security and stuff. And this security lady. So basically, everyone's standing in line waiting to like put their stuff through the conveyor belt and stuff. And this woman who was running the machine, I have never met a happier employee. Anywhere Are you in being... my entire life. I'm not being sarcastic. So she, she was actually happy. She was just like a comedian. She was just like, step on up, folks. How are you doing on this sunshiny day? Oh, wow, I like that smile on your face. Oh, you can take off your shoes. You don't have to take off your shoes if you don't want to. I don't know. It's going to make you a little less tall, though. <laughs> like making jokes. Wow. They're talking. Like she was just like, she's like, well, I don't know about that one, Bob. And like there was the other guy, like the security she was guard. Joking about people? Yeah. So she was joking about people. And then there was the security guard on the other side. And he's just like, oh, Sally, you're such a hoot. And they just kept talking back and forth <laughs> to each other. It was bizarre. Wow. And I was half awake. I'm like, what is... Because at first, I, like for a second, I was annoyed because I'm like, why is she so happy? I'm like, you know what? I would, And then I snapped out of it. I'm like, I would much rather have yeah, a happy would you person. Exactly. With? No, and they... I mean, like... That is not what I expected you to say. No. I did not expect the, the person at the... East Multnomah County Courthouse to be... She was, like, cracking jokes. She was just, like, the sunniest disposition I have ever met. Like, just bubbly. It was very weird. That's odd. It was odd. That's where when I kind of felt that we were being quarantined to be, like, murdered or something, because Mm -hmm. I'm like, you shouldn't be this happy at East Multnomah County at 8 o'clock in the morning. Well, good for her, though. Yeah, no, she... uh, I was very uh, happy for her. She seemed like she was having a good time. And so, anyway, so got through security, and then we go into the giant corral, basically, where it's all the people. So you have to, like, get back in line again uh-huh. so that you can go up and turn in your sheet of paper, which I 
totally forgot to fill out, and thank God I brought it with me because or else I wouldn't have gotten credit for it. I am the most scatterbrained person ever. Like, the, of Wait. course, like this fancy document that you're supposed to bring. Like, I it was a last second thought for me. Like, maybe I should bring it. Turns out that is like the required paperwork you had to turn in. So, what happens if you hadn't had the paperwork? Then what? I wouldn't get any credit. Maybe I could be hold, uh, held in contempt. I don't know. Right. I don't know. You could have gone to the slammer. Yeah, but as I was waiting in line, I realized I hadn't filled it out yet. So I'm like, oh shit. So I'm like, I'm writing on the side of the courthouse, like filling out the paperwork really quick, and everyone's looking at me like, why didn't you do that already? Yeah. And so I finally got up to the lady. Now, what were you wearing? There was there was discussion about what you were going to wear. Oh, okay, so I wore uh, I wore a beanie and with all my hair up in in it, uh-huh. absolutely no makeup or jewelry or anything, and I wore my fun employment radio sweatshirt. Oh, nice! So advertising us in case yeah. you got it in contempt of court. There you go. There you right. go. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. And so I, you know, I then said radio on it, so I thought maybe the media thing would work. Oh God, this was so embarrassing. I wasn't going to say. Oh, this. how did you do this? So so you were going to try. I wasn't going to even say this. You were going to try to get out of it. Yes. What did you do? What did you do when you went up there to the to the window? So you like wait in line with your paperwork. You it is a window. window, so you walk in and you're oh. in the courthouse, and like there are all these pews. It's a huge room. Okay, and they're all there are probably about uh, ten like really like full room like pews. They're, okay, and they're full of people already, like the people who have already checked in. All right. And so you have to go up to the front, and it's basically you know where like the uh, the little like typey person sits when you go to like court, and they're like sitting there typing and you know like taking notes and stuff. Like that's where the people were sitting, and there were two people there, and that's where you checked in. Okay. So you had to wait in line, and so I went up. To, <laughs> so I went up, and I had my paperwork, and I handed it to her, and she's just like, oh, "Okay." She's like, "All right, Sarah." I'm just like, "So." And so I asked. I'm just like, "Um, excuse me." I'm like, "So." Oh God. <laughs> All right. You want you want you want to do this here? No. No. Okay. You you go ahead. You tell me what happened. No, I just I didn't say anything. I was just like, "Excuse me, is this is this the time that I talked to you about why I shouldn't do jury duty?" <laughs> That's like, how you said yes. it. <laughs> I was so tired. Oh wow! And I'm just like, and there, and I was so overwhelmed. My anxiety was kicking in because there, I was in a room like a super quiet room full of strangers, and my stomach was making weird noises. And I'm like, oh my god! And I'm is this be the stuck time here. I talked to you about why I shouldn't be doing this? And I'm just like, well, because uh, I'm like, because I don't know if it matters, but I I own a small business, and then she just kind of looked at me like with a blank stare. I'm like, and I work in the media. And she <laughs> and she and she actually looked at me, Greg, and she goes, "Good for you." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I'm I don't know. I thought like last time, you know, when I was called for jury duty, like they did they said that I didn't have to do it because of the media." She's like, "Oh, no." She's like, "You have to do it. You have to do it any every time." She's like, "That's you have to sign like a non-disclosure thing or whatever, you know, under penalty of the law. So you could even if you work in the media, you're not going to talk about it or else you'll be arrested." So I'm like, <laughs> Okay, and I was so embarrassed. Oh, and it's like a quiet room, and I, I, I like said it to her in front of her. So I was just totally embarrassed. Oh yeah, you look. Oh. I look like an asshole. Yeah, what you I do. I was trying to get out of it. I'm in the media. I was just trying to do any. Well, it's true. I all we do is like I look for stupid well, Oregon no, stories all the is, time. This is true, but the way that you, the way you went about that probably. I blurted. I because she made me uncomfortable, and she had all the power, <laughs> and I didn't know how to say it. I said it wrong, and she's just like, "Oh, honey, everybody has to serve." And she gave me my little my little jury tag. <laughs> oh, she didn't. Oh, honey. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yes. Uh, Sasquatch in the uh, live chat at funemploymentradio.com dot com slash live asked if you pointed to your picture on the sweatshirt. 
to say, that's me. Um, that's this me. is me back here. <laughs> no. And so like I shamefully kind of slunk away with all of my books. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to sit in the corner. So I, I sat down and all the pews are getting like full and I didn't know what to do. So I totally felt, I swear, I actually made notes. So I took notes. I have this book. Okay. I have my notebook and I took notes. So I didn't want to go sit in the pews because everyone was spaced like every... Like, basically, someone would be sitting, and there would be a space for another person. Then somebody yeah. would be sitting. So there really wasn't anywhere. Is that your clue notebook that uh, Todd Yeah, that Todd Workhoven made me. Yes. That's awesome, but it's also perfectly appropriate for a courthouse. As though That's why to I notes. brought it. That's <laughs> why I, you got it. Yeah, I brought my clue notebook because I was going to solve a mystery at the courthouse. <laughs> right, right. Yes. That's just actually why I picked this one this morning. Okay. Um yeah, so I'm going. So I'm going there, and like everyone's you know spaced apart. I'm like, I don't have any. There's no place to really sit in the pews unless I want to sit on like you know leg to leg with somebody. So I'm like, fuck it, I'll just sit on the side of the wall. So I went and you sat on the ground. I sat on the ground. I'm a comfortable ground sitter. You you yeah. actually know this. I, I like to sit in front of furniture. Yeah, she does. It's very. Odd. It's odd. I don't know. I, I just really like sitting on the ground, and so I was just like, well, fuck it. I'm just gonna sit against the wall. So I sat there, and You're I probably I, not allowed to do that, are you? No, well, I, I think I led the way because as soon as I did, other people started sitting against the wall too. And before I knew it, like the entire uh, everyone was sitting around the walls. I was a I was a self starter there. Right. But anyway, so as I'm sitting there, like, and when I first sat down, I was sitting there by myself, and everyone's just kind of looking at me. And I, I have my sweatshirt on, and I realize I like spilled some food on it, and my leggings have a hole in them, and I have my, like my hat on, and I'm wearing fingerless gloves, and I totally just felt like this. I, I felt I actually made a note of it. I wrote when I sat down, I feel like Ali Sheedy in The Breakfast Club. Because I just felt like totally <laughs> ragamuffin just sitting there, like totally not fitting in. Yeah. Everyone else is all you were dark, ready to do their civic duty. And uh-huh. I'm just like, I, all I want to do is get out of this. And I've already totally made an ass of myself out of the four woman, you know, in front of the four woman or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you definitely did. Mm. Oh, so do you want to hear some of my notes? Yes. Let's hear, let's hear what kind of notes you made. All right. So uh, first thing I wrote was, I feel like Ali Sheedy, I, I feel like Ali Sheedy in The Breakfast Club. Then I wrote, uh, the screening lady is way, way too happy about her job, but good for her. <laughs> uh, the inside of this building smells like a dental office. Uh, really? Yeah, it totally did. Well, it's new, isn't it? Mm-hmm, I think okay. it was that new smell. Yeah. Um, the jury selection lady did not like me and couldn't care less that I worked in media and was a small business owner. <laughs> Next note was, my God, there are so many people in here. Uh, then this is when the judge came out. And the judge came out and he was talking to us and he's just like, hey, you know, this is the way it is. Everybody have to get quiet and... Yeah, he was actually, he was nice. And then he started to talk and he was talking about, I wrote, the judge even hates it out here, says the court system is inefficient. Really? The judge was complaining about the court system? Yes, he was saying how the court system out in East Multnomah, because there's only one presiding judge, which is him, as opposed to to downtown where there are like 30 judges. Yeah. So he has to see all the cases out there. So this is what he said. He said, the judge even hates it out here, says the court is inefficient. Oh, dear God, he is already referencing us staying until tomorrow. Kill me. Um, Six-person juries. He likes to pick seven just in case. Uh, He says that even if you don't get to experience the jury, it's a good experience to wait around all day. Um, yeah, so he's saying that even if you don't get to participate in the jury or like uh-huh. in the debate or the deliberation, right. that you should feel good for you sitting don't on your ass. Anything? No, no, you're you're not debating. You're not like cross-examining anything. Yes. Oh, there was also this obnoxious woman. I'm looking at this note. There's a woman next to me that every time he would thank, like he would be like, I just want you know again to thank you all for coming out and doing your civic duty. There was this woman next to me. I don't think she was one of God's special children, but she was just like a late. And every time I'd be like, thank you, she'd be like, you're welcome. 
<laughs> just let's say it. And so he would just randomly be, you know, like be wrapping up. He'll be like, "All right, you know, just hang tight. I'm going to go and check with the with the lawyers to see, you know, when we're going to be doing jury selection again." I really appreciate you guys all coming. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> That's She's fantastic. Like, and I'm trying not to laugh. Oh, and then also, so that was the lady to the left of me. Then uh, there was this guy who was on the bench to me, to my right, who I was looking at. Because first all I could see was his shoes. Because right. I was looking at him. He was wearing these big steel-toed, like, shit-kicker shoes. And I could see them because... He's was, one of the other jurors? No, yeah, he, he was one of the, the potential jurors. Okay. No, so he was one of the guys sitting in one of the pews. Okay. There were like 50 or 60 people there. I mean, there were a ton of people in this room. Okay. And uh, so I'm looking at... The first thing I see are his shoes. I'm like, wow, those are really scary looking boots. They had like really thick soles and heels and they had like a big like metal steel toe over Tell it. me you didn't talk to him. No, I didn't talk to him. Okay. No. So he's sitting there. Then, you know, as I look at his shoes and I just kind of start to look up, like look and see what he's wearing. I'm like, all right. So he's wearing like some... Uh, some like a camo kind of t-shirt thing with like an eagle on the front of it oh wow okay and then he has like some like acid wash jeans that he's wearing and then the best thing was i look at his jacket and his jacket i actually took a picture of this i had to sneakily take a picture of this by the way okay mind you is this a picture we can put up on the website yep yep go to funemploymentradio.com click on uh, episode what what is this 1017 1017 1017 all right so i look at his jacket and there is a patch on it that's facing me that says, my favorite time is holy, quiet time. Holy shit, those are... And it has two guns crossed with silencers on them. Oh, wow. And his patch said, my favorite time is quiet time. Wow. With two guns crossed. Is that... I mean, is is that some kind of like a military thing? I don't or know. Is, I don't know. I don't that was know the only patch he was wearing. Group would have silencers... On their patches. Yeah, it said my, my favorite. favorite time is quiet time. Yes. That's terrifying. With the crossed gun silencers. And as the lady next to me is going, you're welcome. I'm looking at him <laughs> and he like is obviously carrying like multiple weapons. I'm trying to see. I have, I took, yeah, I won't show his face, but I did take a few pictures you of did, him. You did take one? Okay. Mm-hmm. My favorite time is quiet time. Oh, yeah. I, I, wanna, I just want to look this up here and see if there's any kind of an actual reference to this. My favorite time is quiet time. Yes, it is. It's on Amazon. Mm. Yeah, if you'd like to buy one, go to funemploymentradio.com. Click on the Amazon. There you go. Nope, he was white, Keelan. He was a white dude. It was a white guy. He was, okay. It was a white guy. All right. So, yeah. So, there's... Uh, yeah, he had the shit kickers and the camo stuff on. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, he was a... Yeah, he looked like a Gresham born and raised. Uh, that's like a militia member type thing. Yeah. I mean, unless unless this is something... Oh, wow. That is insane. My favorite time is quiet time. I have never seen it. that before. And I, I saw wouldn't be able to not like, take my eyes off that no, guy that for the rest took, of the time. I'd, I'd want to see where he was just to make sure. That was like th- I was not going to leave that courtroom without getting a picture of that patch. Like I took a bunch of them, but I couldn't get it close enough, you know, without him seeing me because I'm sitting there trying to pretend to be looking at my phone and trying to take pictures of him at a weird angle. Um, all right, yeah. So there was him, and then the lady sitting next to me thanking me. Then the jury motivational video started. It was. Amazing. I don't recall. Awesome. I mean, it's been a long time since I've done it, but uh, I don't remember. I don't remember any kind of a video. No, oh, we got full on video. And you know what the funny part was? So, like, so there's this video, and it is very intense, and it's very like, holy shit! This is the most important thing you're ever going to do ever. Is you know, is jury duty, and this is what you need to do. Like, I, I did take a little bit of video, if you want to just hear, like, a couple seconds of it. Yes, I want to hear about the life-changing. Yeah, because yeah, it, it really... Yeah, how it was really, life-changing. Yeah, all right, here, right. 
Am I muted? Uh, yeah, I just muted you. All so right. you, can, you can plug it in there. All right, so you're going to have to turn this up a little. So this just just listen to the tone of this woman speaking. This is like how serious this whole thing was about this jury is the duty. Video. This, this is, is the, the video. video you're watching. All right, hang on. Here we go. Ah. Simply, a juror's work is all about justice for all. All right, so that's pretty much what I got before I'm like, I don't know if I should you be recording this. You may make this. a life or death decision. You're making life Oops. or death decisions. It's all about liberty and justice for all. Oh, and I wrote down the name of the movie, too. It was called... Uh, you did take some good uh, good notes yeah, here. It was called Promise of Justice. Promise of Justice. Promise of Justice. And the most random part, so I'm sitting there watching this. And in the meantime, I've made friends with this other lady who was sitting next to me because... Because uh, yeah, I wanted to know when you made friends. When did you start over-talking? Uh, just this one lady uh, sitting next to me. I can't remember why we started talking. Yeah, I didn't talk because uh, start, we had started talking and then I was telling her how I really, really didn't want to be there. And she's like, you know, you can get out of it probably, right? And I'm like, oh, tell me how. And didn't she was saying how. Uh, basically, Who the wants to be there? I know. Well, she didn't seem to mind at all. Okay. Like I, I was, <laughs> yeah, when we were told that we could leave, I, I give an excited yell. But okay. uh, yeah, so she was like giving me advice and stuff. So anyway, so I'm watching this, vid- this video, of course. What was her advice though to get out of it? Uh, she was saying to just uh, lean strongly one way or the other. Okay. Just like pick a side and like stick with it and be unswaying. <laughs> and I'm like, I like you. Uh, so when I was watching Promise of Justice, uh, let's see. Promise of Justice. Mm-hmm. What was uh, my favorite time as Quiet Time guy doing during this? He was he was watching Promise of Justice. Okay. I couldn't really see Promise of Justice too much since I was sitting on the floor, but everyone was paying rapt attention to Promise of Justice. All right. Um, yeah, so it's talking about, let's see, uh, they're trying to, they're trying really hard to make this sound exciting. They keep emphasizing it's not a TV show, not a movie. However, they keep trying to pretend that it is. Uh, it's hard. Oh, it's give, They're giving me the hard sell to make you want it. And then when I was watching it, one of the people, because it shows like the uh, the attorneys, you know, talking to the jury. And it's like, have you ever, you know, do any of you guys have any experience with DUIs? And this girl raises her hand. She's like, yes, my brother got a DUI and he had to serve time in jail. And he's like, so how do you feel that the that the court responded to, you know, that situation? Brother, I feel very, very well with the way they responded. OK, I like you as a juror. You can stay. Like, it was just this basic bullshit. I want to be in one of those videos. It was amazing. Because you know what? I you can be. Jobs. Because when I was uh, an extra on Portlandia, uh-huh. I worked with a girl that played one of the attorneys. Really? I looked at her. I'm like, holy shit, I know that girl. I was talking oh, that's to fantastic. It was amazing because she was one of the ones on the scene that I did at uh, Portlandia. And I saw her. I'm just like, that, she looks That would familiar. be hilarious. I want to be in it one of those. It was awesome. I'm in some safety videos that I've I've never seen. I'm in a Do you plumber's. get maimed? Um, yeah, there's an accident, and I think it's my fault, actually. An, it accident? Was an accident? Nobody gets hurt. In this one, I've been in a couple like different safety videos and stuff like that. But I did one for the plumbers, uh, plumbers union. So I think plumbers, when they're training, they have to watch the video, and they probably have to watch me climbing down the ladder and then worrying about somebody else who got hurt. Wait, you showed the plumbers how to walk down a ladder? Yeah, yeah. It was it was really weird. There was like a whole setup, a whole set that they had where yeah, I'm climbing down this thing and we're going over safety sheets, and then someone doesn't follow the safety sheet and they get hurt. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then, I, and then I think I'm called 911 or something like that. Wow, that's yeah, pretty, pretty motivational. Amazing. That's pretty motivational. I know. I was also the victim of an earthquake at one point, too. <gasps> oh, my gosh, Greg. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yep, I had to get rescued. <laughs> all right, well, after the video was done, then we were all just sitting there waiting around. There's like, all right, well, I'm going to go in and see. Uh, so basically, everything that we're hearing is like, this is probably going to take two days. You guys are all going to have to wait, even though we're only picking six of you. 
uh, you know, you're just going to have to sit here and wait. And we're like, okay, so this was about, I had to be there at 8. This was about 9.30, finally. And then so she goes in to go and check with the judge. And then uh, the lady who was unimpressed by my owning a small business and being the media thing uh, came back and she's like, all right. She's like, here's what's going to happen. One of the lawyers who was supposed to come in today is sick. Uh, so we don't need any juries. And you are all dismissed and you have served your duty. Thank you for coming. And we're like, What? And I, I like I went what like I actually like made a noise and and someone else is like so that means we have to come back tomorrow she's like nope don't come back tomorrow you've done your job thank you very much you guys can all leave so a whole new group of people uh, will be there tomorrow yeah wow I don't you know I don't know if there will be a whole new group of people because we were all slated to stay two days okay so I wonder if they're just delaying it yeah yeah because one lawyer was sick all sixty of us got to go home damn that's a lot of power yeah that is a lot of power huh. Yeah, everyone was stoked. I've never seen like it seemed like um like the last day of school when school's yeah, getting is, let out. Everyone was so happy. It is being noted how completely inefficient that is. That oh, yeah. is so inefficient. It's so inefficient. How much time and energy was spent just getting you guys the paperwork. Mm-hmm. Just just that part. We of all it. had to submit paperwork like and then when we were leaving, if uh, cuz a lot of people had to take off time from work. Yeah. And so like some of them had to like have uh there was a separate line to like just can back your juror lanyard and then there was another line where you could get in line uh, to get a note written for you for your boss. Wow. And so all these people had to go and stand and wait in line again to Where's like your note. Huh, fuck you. <laughs> I don't think so. As soon as she said we could go, like, I, I didn't believe her when she said that we didn't have to come back tomorrow. Like, when I gave her my letter, I'm like, are you sure we don't have to come back tomorrow? She's like, don't come back tomorrow. I'm like, all right. Wow. I'm out. So for there the next, I am free for the next two years, Greg. Okay. I have done my civic duty. Okay. And I served with aplomb. I still want to know more about uh, my favorite time is quiet time guy. I know. He was amazing. I really want to know about that. I kind of wanted to ask him, but then I got distracted by the fact we all got to leave. Like, that would have come up had I stayed. Mm -hmm. I know I would have talked to him about it. What? You would have asked him about the patch? Oh, yeah. And embarrassingly enough, when I was also half asleep today, I grabbed a book and I didn't realize what book I had grabbed. And so when I was sitting in there reading, I was reading um, Confessions of a Shopaholic. And it's bright pink, and it has little purses and stuff on the front of it, and I just look like the biggest dits. Well, yeah, but I mean, you're in. Who cares? I know. Who cares what you look like, really? I know. Everyone else is reading like novels, and I'm just like Confessions of a Shopaholic, which well, is a great book. By the you way. were already kind of pigeonholed into there. Anyway, I know. So mm-hmm. it, that was already what was going to happen. I know. All right. Well, it is also a good thing that uh, that you you went and did something yesterday because I am going to say uh, it. I don't want to. I did. We're, we're I will not. Confirm or deny what I I will not. You're not going to confirm it. Why? I'm why not going to confirm, confirm or deny it because I don't want to. I have. I, I'm not going to say if I did or I didn't. What you think it's too divisive? No, I'm just it's saying too, like, you don't I, it's take my business. It's my business. Right. Okay. Well, I'll tell tell you what I did yesterday. Mm-hmm. I, along with a friend of mine, went and got a flu shot. So I went and oh, got boy, a, a flu how was shot that? in my arm. It was terrifying because I absolutely hate needles. It's, yeah. I felt like I was pretty much. How does it feel in, to be a little scared of pants? I feel like a sissy. I posted it on Facebook, too, and I shouldn't have. And I posted it on there that I felt like I was getting ready to walk in front of a firing squad. Whoa, overdramatic much? Jesus. (laughs) Let me just say some of the responses were... um well, they, Please say less than kind. Less than kind, yeah. Oh, I want to read yeah. some of the responses. Mostly, mostly I was told to man up and stop being a little <laughs> bitch about it. <laughs> You're right. Let me see. I'm looking at this. 
Um, standing in line to get my flu shot. My body is reacting as though I'm about to go in front of a firing squad. I hate needles. <laughs> <laughs> I realize that's a little bit of a bitch comment to be posting on there. That kind of is. I, I kind of wish I hadn't done it, but it's too late. I already did it. <laughs> my favorite comment was from Dallas when he wrote, so with Sarah jury duty and you dead, I'm assuming there'll be no show tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, see, I'm being called the oh, drama yeah. queen. I'm being called Tony's. Like, quit being such a baby about it. The more you think about it, and force yourself to dread it. The worse you make it out to be. Just accept it and deal with it. You look t- took longer to write the post about it than the actual <laughs> shot will take. I did laugh when I read that one. Oh, that's funny. Because he was completely right. It took it took me longer to read his post than that shot took. <laughs> yes, this is one of those times I try to post more on social media, but I didn't make myself look too good on that one. I think I have to think a little bit longer before I post these things yeah, sometimes. Maybe you should. Yeah. That's what I was kind of thinking yesterday when I was on Twitter. I, I uh, purchased something at Walgreens yesterday. Oh, Walgreens. That's where I went and got my flu shot. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, that's where me I and my friend were, where we got our flu shots. I have, I have no I had no idea they had them What there. a coincidence. That's weird. What a coincidence. That's so, that's so odd. That's so odd. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, what did you do? I, so, like, th- things that you post online that you kind of regret. Like, I realized that it looked weird because when I went to uh, Walgreens yesterday, it's completely separate from you. Um, I, to- like, they have a no, huge... No, I went to the one that's kind of kind of near where you are. Hmm. Is that the same one that you were at? I'm not sure. Oh, okay. I don't know for sure. Weird. I guess we'll never know. Yeah, I guess not. I guess we'll never know. Hmm. Did you know, though, that they actually have food there now? They what, have, like, Walgreens? their own brand of, like... This is going to sound so gross, but it's awesome. Their own brand of Walgreens food. Oh, God. And tell me that you ate it. I did. And it was delicious. I bought chicken at Walgreens, and it was some of the best chicken I've ever had. You ate Walgreens like, chicken. But then, see, that's like, doesn't know what Walgreens is, it's, it's like, like a department store. Or like no, a drugstore. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. A, like a pharmacy. Yeah. It's a pharmacy, basically, with you know other trinkets and stuff like that that now apparently sells. Chicken. Chicken. And you bought Walgreens chicken. I bought Walgreens chicken. And this is one of those things where like I wrote it on Twitter because I thought it would be funny and then like more that elicited a lot of responses. Like uh and now I'm like kind of I'm I'm afraid that I wish I shouldn't have put that out there because now I'm kind of the Walgreens chicken girl. You are the Walgreens chicken girl. And of anybody I would know <laughs> though, of anyone I could possibly think of that would buy Walgreens chicken, it would be you. Okay, I have to tell you. You are you, the though, one. I can't think of anyone else that would do it. <sighs> I kind of want to go back <laughs> and oh. buy more. I do. It was so good. And it's like their own Walgreens like brand of chicken. And I, I totally feel like Walgreens is a sponsor now. You've mentioned them so <laughs> <know>. many times. <laughs> but seriously, like I went there and this is what happens. Is I'll get obsessed with the food and then I'll eat it for like two weeks straight. Oh, yeah. That, that you will do. And then I'll get tired of it and I'll never eat it again. But right now, all I want is Walgreens chicken and it's all I can think about. But I can't go back to Walgreens and just buy chicken because I'll look weird. I'll be like, oh, look, here's the chicken girl coming. You already look weird. Isn't this the same place where you buy your Easy Mac and wine? <laughs> by yourself? Those are meant to be enjoyed by themselves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here comes the easy mac and wine girl again. Now, some people are asking, so no, it's frozen chicken. It's like this frozen teriyaki chicken. Oh, my God. We're still talking about the chicken. <laughs> people were asking me to specify what uh. kind of chicken it was. And it was really good. And I microwaved it. And it was delicious. You know what it tasted like, Greg? Please, I know you're going to tell me. I know that my refined palate may impress you, but it did. It kind of tasted like like Safeway Chinese food chicken. Oh, so it's it's classy. 
It's it's classy. It's yes. classy stuff then. <laughs> All right. Wow. Oh, Aaron says someone should take Sarah to a restaurant. I bet she'd get pretty excited about that food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have kind of a phobia of eating out. I don't really like it very much. You don't like eating out? What's your phobia of that compared to the to the frozen I don't chicken like from Walgreens? A, it isn't even the food. It's just the being stuck, like sitting at a table and having to make conversation with somebody the whole time. <laughs> you don't like that's what you do though you over talk to anyone you can talk to a wall for it's too 15 stressful minutes. it's too stressful that's too stressful for you yeah that's why i like to eat because you feel like what closed in no because i feel like i have to be like inner like talky like no finding stuff to talk that's about the other thing you don't have to over talk it's okay for like a little bit of silence sometimes in a conversation mm-hmm. you don't have to over explain and talk over and over you, you are the weirdest person I think I've ever no, met. No, I'm not. I'm just efficient. I'm resourceful. I would much rather take out food than, than sit in a restaurant and eat it. <laughs> yes, as Keelan the Jet said, that's why you go to a restaurant with friends. No, because sometimes even like my close friends. Are you friends, talking about dates? You don't like no, dates? No, no, I'm not, talk- not even talking about dates. I'm even talking to like my, with my friends. Yeah. Like I just don't like sitting. I don't like feeling trapped at a table. I have a weird thing where I don't like eating around other people who aren't eating. It, it, I can't do it. I cannot do it. You will never find me like at a bar or out out at a restaurant or something like that. And if no one else is eating, I won't order something. Even if I'm hungry, I won't do it. What? Why? I don't like eating That's around people stupid. if they aren't eating. I can't do it. No, because I talked to somebody else who had it. I believe uh, I believe Tuggy has the same thing, has the same kind of phobia. I can't do it. I don't like doing it. It, it <laughs> weirds me out. No, it's not that I don't like talking to my friends. I do. It just—it's a, a weird thing for me. I don't. I don't. I'm not comfortable in restaurants. Yeah. All right. Well, there we go. Bars, I'm comfortable at. Well, we all know that. No. <laughs> oh, that's a good one, Greg. Ah, I got jokes. It's a real good. I got one. jokes. All right. Should we do a little bit of ball talk? Oh wow! Can we? A little. A little bit of. Can we talk about? Did you uh, have any predictions that failed today, or was that all just yesterday? I didn't predict anything yesterday because there wasn't anything to predict. But if I had, I'm sure it would have been correct. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, I would have predicted. Uh-huh. I'm up, obviously. All right, I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. <laughs> Do you want to put ball talk on hold? Oh, maybe we're maybe we're back. Wow. I'll, well, somebody just out. buy Greg a computer, <laughs> for the love of God. It's getting pretty bad. It's getting really bad. And you know what sucks is that it's bad for me, too, because I have to listen to you over here sounding like you have Tourette's going like, motherfucking piece of shit. Yeah, the neighbors of this studio, they probably really question they, what goes on in here. Oh, yeah, they probably think, because I'm Cause used to it now, but you yell and swear at your computer all the time. It sounds like... It sounds like you're verbally accosting me, probably. <laughs> they probably do. They probably, they probably think, think you're yelling at me. Pro- probably... I'm yelling out, oh, you fucking piece of shit. Fucking <gasps> asshole. I hate this fucking thing. Like, they think I'm calling you a thing and I'm calling you a piece of shit. Oh, they probably do. No wonder they don't talk to us anymore. Oh, I wonder if that's the case. Do you think that other people have had discussions about what goes on in here? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> this fucking piece of shit won't work. <laughs> Careful. No, I'm talking about the computer. How that would sound. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. All right. First up in ball talk. Rumors are flying about 
the 2022 World Cup. There has been more talk about this World Cup than any other thing I've ever I've ever heard of that's this far away. So eight years from now, Qatar, the country of Qatar, will be hosting the World Cup. Now, of course, the World Cup usually takes place in June and July, and uh, <laughs> naturally, that is in the middle of a desert in the Middle East. Middle of a desert. June and July. Not going to be necessarily the greatest place to play soccer. That'll probably be hot, Greg. Probably be hot. Yes. And uh, now it is also coming out that they are... There's the rumor that they're going to be moving the time of the World Cup. That they're going to be moving it to December. Moving it to December to combat the heat. There's so many things with this because then they also have a huge anti-gay thing in Qatar. They've got... um, you know, the heat, they tried to build a stadium, but like people are dying in the stadium. Same thing in Brazil. Like, there's just so many problems. Why would you ever pick a place in the middle of the desert to play a soccer game? I can't answer that for you, Greg Nog. All right. Well, there we go. I wouldn't. Let me tell you that. Uh, yeah, and there's yeah people talking about the construction deaths in Brazil. Yeah, Brazil's going to be a mess, too. All right, anyway, moving on to ball talk. There we go. Um, Seattle fans. Seattle fans of the Seahawks. Maybe your fandom's just a little bit too high, some of them. So here's what happened. Marshawn Lynch is the star running back for the Seattle Seahawks. And over the weekend, he was fined by the NFL $50,000 because he hasn't been speaking to the media. He Hmm. hasn't been doing his required interviews. You're required to after the games. You know, a certain amount of time you have to be available for, for media questions. He has not been doing it. Apparently, the NFL didn't realize he hadn't been doing it, and so now they've uh, fined him $50,000. There is a group of Seahawks fans that have put together a fundraising site to help pay Marshawn Lynch's $50,000 fine. Because he doesn't want to, like, talk to his fans at all or anything. Well, no. What I'm saying is, there, well, there's that, and also the fact that the guy made $7 million this year. Oh my God, there's... Are you kidding me? And these fans are raising money to pay Marshawn Lynch's $50,000 fine. That is nothing to him. But yet, these people are trying to get people to, to donate money for poor Marshawn Lynch and his $50,000 fund. Oh, my God. They've apparently already raised uh, about $2,000. So, I Seattle really hope fans, that they give up and just give that money to a good cause. The money needs to go to charity if you're going to be yeah. doing it. Number t- who is going to donate to that? Well, sure, I've got an extra twenty grand, Marshawn Lynch. That's just unfair with your $7 million salary. So, anyway, there we go. That is, that is what's going on. Uh, moving on to ball talk. More scandal! Dun, dun, dun. Erupting in the world of college basketball, sir. At the University of Texas, El Paso. College two. basketball? There's nothing more exciting than college basketball. Well, for these two guys, there's some excitement going on, though not uh, not necessarily the greatest kind. So, their, uh, two of their players have been suspended from the team and are now being investigated by the FBI. <gasps> the Federal Bureau of Investigation? I totally learned that in Rockwood today. You didn't know what FBI stood for before that. Um, there are lots of secrets that I learned, Greg. Are you really sitting here thinking that I didn't know what FBI stood for? So I the FBI investigating punch you in the face. Is this because of your street toughness that you've learned? No. Oh. Keep talking. The FBI investigating two players from the University of Texas El Paso. For uh, allegedly shaving points 
off of scores. That means they were trying to fix the game. They were trying to... So, like, say when there's a betting line, you know, that uh, the score is going to be between this and this. That totally happened on One Tree Hill. A bookie made Nathan Scott uh, have to... He could win the game, but he couldn't win it by more than 10 points. Well, that is what this is. This is what these two players allegedly have been doing, is trying to uh, point shave and fix the games. Nobody likes a point shaver. Yes, indeed. So there we go. That that has been going on. It tarnished Nathan Scott's reputation. Yes. Yes. Um, And there's... This isn't in Baltic. No, I kind of wanted to play this because I think this is kind of fucked up. This is um, there is the Dennis Rodman happy birthday video. Maybe I'll maybe I'll play that. But this is something else. This is a new show that's going to be uh, premiering um, called Friday Night Tykes. Friday Night Tykes. Okay. Like toddler tykes. Only not toddlers, I guess. Whatever, whatever you call them. It's uh, basically the show is the series is going to be about eight and nine year olds from San Antonio in the Texas Youth Football Association. Oh, and I've got part of the trailer here. I just want to play part of it, just so you can see. It seems bad. All right, so here is the Esquire video of the trailer. Network presents a sneak peek of Friday Night Tykes. You have the opportunity today to rip their freaking head off and let them bleed. If what? I cut them with a knife, they're going to bleed red, just like you. You go out there like Junior Broncos, you play Junior Bronco football, and you can do it. If you believe in yourself, you can do whatever it is you want to do in life. He's talking to eight and nine-year-olds. Oh, my do God. Do it now, though. Do you understand? Yes, sir. Do it now. One, two, three. This is the Texas Youth Football Association, one of the elite football leagues for kids in America. And the eight and nine-year-old rookie division in San Antonio features the best of the best. Give me that soft crap. There should be no reason why y'all don't make other teams cry. I could care less if they cry. (laughs) The teams are ultra competitive, demanding commitment. This is where you earn your playtime. Sacrifice. (laughs) And intensity. You can do this. You're stronger than this. Five teams. We come out screaming and yelling. Five heated rivals. Oh, we gotta fight! We gotta fight! Only one can win. You're so worried about winning that you're not playing. I don't care how much pain you're in. You don't quit. People, you guys forget that they are babies. Okay, if that kid comes across, I want you to put it in his helmet. Do you understand? I don't care if you don't get up. Let's go. Friday Night Tykes premieres January 14th at so 9. So these the are actual... This children. is actual footage. Yes, these are eight and nine-year-old little boys. That they are yelling and screaming at like that. That is so weird. Like it our culture, like child abuse. It is. Well, I mean, it's just like that show, Dance Mom or Dance Moms or whatever it is, yeah. where like they these people pay this instructor to belittle and you know like and verbally accost their children, you know, in the hopes of getting the best, being right. the best that they can be. Like it's just totally socially acceptable at this point to let a stranger berate your child because that's apparently going to help them succeed. Yeah, apparently. And no. this, this channel, it's the Esquire channel, which apparently es- another news Esquire has a TV channel that apparently launched in the fall. And this show is going to premiere on there January fourteenth. Hmm. So there we go. I just want to make sure people were aware that this is out there. The Friday Night Tykes and um, quite honestly, some Friday those, Night Tykes. Wow, yeah, some of those coaches could use a good ass kicking. I think. I, I wonder if they've made a lightly, but those guys, those guys suck. Yeah. Yeah. There, I was going to say something. I'm not going to. That's something something inappropriate. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right, there we go. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. And just so everyone's aware, too, Sarah does know what the FBI is. <laughs> 
I know. Now I know it you're sounds aware. like I didn't. God damn she you, Greg. Me, she asked me to say this. She typed I did it over not. to me. There is no. She wants me to make sure it's clear. I would have never. She knows what the FBI stands for, and she knew before today's show. As far as I know, she's always known what the FBI stands for. In no way, shape, or form did Sarah throwing things at me. No way, shape, or form did Sarah not know what FBI. Stands God damn it! For. Now you're making me sound like I didn't. No, I'm just making sure it's out there. I'm making sure I... it's very clear. She knows exactly what the FBI Shut stands. Okay, up, Greg. Now, well, I just want to make sure it's clear. T-Sex, I don't know what you're talking about. I did not ask Greg any such thing. If you listen back on the podcast, nothing like that was ever said. <laughs> yes, it's the Frodo Baggins Institute. That's what I thought it was. Mm-hmm. That's alright, to be honest, I'd ask Greg where the hell Malta was yesterday with that person who has stolen my identity. There's something else you did yesterday, too, that I didn't talk about. Oh, <laughs> oh, God! I forgot about well, that. Apparently it's not... <laughs> Fine, just... God damn it. Sarah, we were talking before the show yesterday about the Dennis Rodman thing about Kim Jong-un. And Sarah brought up Kim Jong the second being the dad, and she was confused about that. For the record, there is no Kim Jong the second. That's Kim Jong Il. I L, not a not a numeral two, like a Kim Jong Junior. Hello, my friends. <clears throat> my name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. What are you doing? Nothing. <laughs> Kim Jong too. <laughs> and Greg sometimes can be nice too because I. You know, I might be smarter than Greg about some things, but Greg is more book smart than I am. I'm more life smart than Greg, but he's more book smart than me. What do you mean you're more life smart than me? I just am. It's just the way it is. So, like, when I say stupid things, like, I could see that he didn't want to hurt my feelings when I said Kim Jong too. Oh, God. Robert Griffin Ill of the Washington Redskins. First up, first story out of oh, shut up out of Oklahoma. This is the this is the crazy story, Greg. Now okay. I had to check to make sure that it was actually true. All right, and uh, it is being reported at this point that this is a true story. An Oklahoma man has been killed after being given an atomic wedgie. What? An Oklahoma man has been killed after being given an atomic wedgie. Yes, he has died from suffocation and trauma to the head. Wait, suffocation and trauma to the head from the wedgie? From a wedgie. A man has been arrested in Pottawatomie County, Oklahoma, uh, for a homicide. The man said that he gave his stepfather, who died from suffocation and trauma, an atomic wedgie. Now, an atomic wedgie is where you... You pull it from behind. So an atomic wedgie is when you pull the underwear from behind and pull it up over the head. Right. Yeah. So what this guy did... How big were these underpants that they could suffocate someone? 
It, That's it, some big underpants. They're probably pretty big. They generally rip before you get that high Well, up. the suspect's name is Brad Davis, and he told investigators that he gave an atomic wedgie to his stepfather, Denver Lee St. Clair. Um... Let's see. And when they arrived, he was dead on the scene. Jeez. So when the police showed up, they said, I'd never seen anything like that before. But when we looked at the victim, uh, the waistband of his underwear was around his neck. Ugh. So, uh, let's see. Denver Lee St. Clair had a head wound and appeared to have been in a fight. Uh, the underwear St. Clair was wearing had been pulled over the back, uh, pulled up his back and over his head, leaving the waistband around his neck. This and, is the first time he couldn't get it off. He couldn't get it off. I guess we wrapped it. I don't know. I, there's something really wrong about this. Story. Yeah. So you had head wounds too. So he had been in a fight. Yeah. Apparently he had had head wounds and uh, he suffocated. Okay. It's also being noted. What are you doing, giving your stepdad a wedgie? Yeah, yeah that's just weird. Yeah. Well, there's the a lot of weird about this. I yeah. don't quite understand. Well, the it. death has been ruled a homicide. So they have the stepson in custody, and he's going to be uh, facing murder charges. Well, as he should, if he if he was the uh, perpetrator of this. Mm-hmm. Wedgies are bad all around. Don't do wedgies. Don't do wedgies. Man, I hate wedgies. You know what I hate even worse? Purple nurples. God, I hate that. What's a purple nurple? Oh, it's where somebody grabs your nipple and twists it. Ew. A purple nurple. Man, I hated that in college. Or not college. In, in, I am so... <laughs> that didn't a- well, that did happen in college, because dudes do that to each other. But, um... Yeah, when I was a kid. You grab each other's nipples? Yeah, it's a purple nurple. Ew. Mm -hmm. I'm really glad that I'm a girl and that didn't happen. No, girls just hurt each other with their words. Yes. Give you mental eating disorders. Yes, guys just mental and and emotional scars. Guys just inflict pain. (laughs) However you can inflict pain, that's what it is. That's how guys guys do it. Well, it seems that that would be easier to get over. Yeah, it hurts bad, though. I still hate Michelle Vandenberg. Ugh. Bitch. <laughs> Next up, a train traveler who had uh, devoured a number of cocktails and prescription drugs was arrested after trying to have sex with a drink cart on what? the train. A train traveler who had devoured cocktails and prescription drugs was arrested after trying to have sex with a drink cart on the train. (laughs) Well, what did the drink cart do? It looked pretty damn good is what it did. Uh, Andrew Davidson was seen by other passengers, and this is how it's written, humping the cart all the while shouting, I want to kiss you, I want to fuck you, before he foisted himself upon it, upon the cart. So he foisted himself onto the sexy, sexy drink cart. Um, he foisted himself upon it and started kissing it and telling it how he wanted to kiss it all over. He then fell talking, off the talking to the drink cart. He was talking to the drink cart. Okay. He then fell off of the cart as the train is still moving. He fell off of the drink cart onto his face and then began rolling around on the floor, rubbing his chest, sticking his tongue out, and yelling about the sexual things that he wanted to do to the drink cart. Well, yes, he was arrested, and when he showed up in court, he was very sorry, had no recollection of the events, but has stopped drinking. And has curtailed his social life, so he will not try to make out with inanimate objects anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, did the drink cart say no? Oh, and someone's saying straight guys do a lot of uh, gay guy things. No, this is a, I, this dude was talking. It, it says sorry, and he said that he was talking about the things he wanted to do to the drink cart and to his boyfriend. So oh, so this, this was, was a gay guy. This was, was a gay humping, guy. Yeah, it was a gay guy humping that drink cart. Mm-hmm. Okay. Generally, I, I picture that being straight dudes. 
Yeah, me too. Straight white guys that hump inanimate objects. That's kind of just generally. This hype. is a white dude. Imagine that. I assume. When I looked at his face, when Jeez. I looked at his face, it's just like I don't know what the face of somebody who looks like they like to hump drink carts looks like. But yeah, it looked like but this it. guy looks like yeah, it. Yeah, it looked like uh, it. What, what's his name? Um, his name is Andrew Davidson. Andrew Davidson. All right, I will take a look at that. Okay. All right. Next up, insane clown posse's in the news, Greg. Ooh. Insane clown posse. Boop, boop. And the ACLU have filed suit against. You don't have to tell me. I know the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Oh, look oh. at that! Otherwise known as the FBI, <laughs> and also filed it against the Department of Justice and Batman. No, I don't know because they want agencies to remove juggalos from their list of gangs. So the FBI's National Gang Intelligence Center currently justifies juggalos as a loosely organized hybrid gang. Now, of course, ICP fans call themselves Juggalos, and they wear clown makeup and sometimes have Hatchet Man tattoos. Yeah. Well, they do... Huh. Well, this is what the Juggalos are very upset that they're being quantified as a gang. So their attorney's name is Saura Sahu. But are they involved in crimes and... Well, Greg, let me tell you a little bit about this. Let me me tell you what ICP has to say. Tell me about the plight of the Juggalos. So they're very difficult to say attorney named Saura Sahu... An attorney assisting at the ACLU of Michigan, uh, the profiling that goes on with being on the FBI's gang list, affected ICP and led to a poor turnout at the band's annual gathering of the Juggalos and also led to the arrests of numerous people on drug-related charges. So if they... So they were arrested for drugs, not for being Juggalos, is what I'm gathering here. So they're saying that the pro- the uh, the gang profiling of the band is affecting their gathering of the juggalos and also led to arrests of numerous people. How is it people. affecting it? I guess it had a lower turnout. So the but FBI. This why is are they? they said, yeah, that sound, kind of sounds like they're just blaming that on people don't want to go to the gathering of the juggalos very much. Well, I can see that it's falling off because if people like me want to go to the gathering of the juggalos, clearly it's lost its edge. I'll go. I know. I want to go. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. All right. So the FBI or the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Yeah. Look at you. Had the impact they wanted, that's what the attorney says. They scared people away from attending their gathering of the juggalos and from affiliating together for the purpose of listening to ICP music. Yeah, but how? I don't understand. That doesn't explain what would you have to fear if you're not in a gang. You go there, what, what is the FBI going to do? What are they going to do to you? If you're not doing anything wrong... Yeah, they're not going to do anything. Yeah. Yes, if you're carrying a bunch of drugs mm-hmm. and you're afraid you're going to get searched as part I of a gang. I think what the problem thing, is for yes, them is they want to know why the FBI is uh, calling them a gang. I mean, there's it's a gang there's, mentality. There's, I mean, they're wearing like war paint, basically. It's like they're. I mean, there's some legitimacy on both sides of that, but yeah, yeah you don't. That doesn't necessarily mean you're in a gang. If they're not committing crimes, well, they're not committing crimes. You can also use drugs and not be part of a gang. Yeah, but the drugs are still illegal. Yeah. Like if you're not doing anything illegal, I really don't think then they you have a whole lot okay. to worry about. Yeah. Maybe they're mad because they're being tagged as a gang, which means they get searched more often, which means they're taking their drugs away and they're getting all these drug charges. I don't know. That could be. No, I'm throwing it up there. No, I like uh, that. That was very speculative. I liked it. Okay. This is a story from a few days ago, but thank you to everybody who sent this to me because uh, I wanted to get to this one. This is from Indian Trail, North Carolina. A North Carolina city councilman tendered his resignation in a very unique way and it's making the news because instead of writing his letter of resignation in English he decided to write his letter in Klingon 
which is awesome. David Waddell resigned from his post as an Indian Trail City Councilman by giving the mayor of Indian Trail City, uh, Mayor Michael Alvarez, a letter written not in English, but in the language of the warrior species from the Star Trek films and TV shows. <laughs> and he also accompanied, this is very kind, he also accompanied the text with a Bing tran- Bing.com translation so that he would be able to translate his resignation. Wow. Why was he resigning? Uh, let's see, he wrote in the letter... Uh, Teach the city the Constitution. I will return next time to witness victory. Resignation occurs in the in 2014, the 31st of da- of January. And they wrote, perhaps today is a good day to resign. The letter concluded, paraphrasing the Klingon saying, perhaps today is a good day to die. That's kind of ominous. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it's a good day to resign. He didn't say that. Yes. Uh, Alvarez was very disappointed in his resignation and said writing it in Klingon was very unprofessional. He says it's an embarrassment for all of us and it's an embarrassment for North Carolina. Oh, that's a little bit. North Carolina, you do a lot to embarrass yourself. I don't think a dude writing in Klingon <laughs> yeah, that's, is the thing that's, that's going like, to put really, you over the edge. No. 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 That's so annoying. No. All right. No. No. Nope, you can't. And finally, my favorite story of the day. I'm going to read this this sentence a couple times, too, because it's just amazing. A domestic dispute that resulted from an argument about the existence of space aliens ended when Jennifer McCarthy of Santa Fe allegedly pulled a handgun from her vagina and pointed it at her boyfriend. Again, a domestic dispute that resulted from an argument about the existence of space aliens ended when Jennifer McCarthy of Santa Fe allegedly pulled a handgun out of her vagina and pointed it at her boyfriend. She had a handgun Lodged up. Well, I mean, is she an alien? That's no, they they had an argument about aliens. Yeah, Greg. but I mean, was she's she not arguing? saying she, no. Th- they were arguing about the existence of aliens, and then she pulled the gun out of her vagina. But how? how what else is would not she clear gun, about this? How else would she be able to store a gun there? What? Uh, an entire gun? Women's bodies can work in magical ways. Wow. I mean, think of all the things, all the stories that I've told you about things that yeah, people hide okay, inside right, of their bodies. Right. People just use those as purses. Off we go. Now, Jennifer McCarthy's boyfriend told investigators that following an argument that he was having with his girlfriend, Jennifer McCarthy, uh, about aliens, he departed her house. Or, excuse me, she departed the house and left for a while. Upon her arrival, when she showed back up after being gone for a while, McCarthy went into her bedroom and later emerged... Wearing sexy lingerie and, quote, had a silver handgun inside of her vagina. She then proceeded to have intercourse with the gun in her lingerie in front of him. Well, this just got weird. Okay. All right. After her boyfriend didn't like what she was doing and told her, she allegedly stopped performing the sex act with the silversmith and Wesson and pointed the gun at her boyfriend's head. She reportedly asked him, in reference uh, to their earlier argument about uh, argument about aliens, who's crazy, you or me? Who's crazier, you or me? 
So according to a police statement filed, uh, the boyfriend took the gun away from McCarthy because he was afraid she was going to pull the trigger and he put it in the toilet. It eventually ended up in the trash can outdoors where the deputy ultimately found it. Oh, God, I hope he was wearing gloves. Wait, what was this woman's name? Uh, Jennifer McCarthy. So Jenny McCarthy. You know, okay, uh, because I just looked her up. That's Cormac McCarthy's ex-wife. Um, let me pull. Let me pull it up here. Who's Cormac McCarthy? The Road. <gasps> oh no, shit! Yeah, that can't be it's Santa Fe. That's not his ex-wife, is it? Let me take a look. Oh my god! I think it is. <gasps> yes, Cormac McCarthy's ex-wife. That's who that is. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's who she is. Cormac McCarthy's ex-wife. Got into a fight with her boyfriend over aliens and shoved a, a gun into her vagina, had sex with it, and then tried to kill her boyfriend with said sex gun. Yes. No. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's Cormac McCarthy's ex-wife, author of The Road, and um, oh, God, he's written tons of stuff. Um, no Country for Old Men, Blood Meridian. Oh my God. That is his ex-wife. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't have anything to do with him. There's probably probably many reasons she's an ex. Did Cormac McCarthy write uh, Under the Banner of Heaven? I uh, Honestly, I'm not sure. I don't know. Okay. Oh, my God. Well, Cormac McCarthy, you write great books. And I'm glad that you divorced this crazy lady. <laughs> On that, my friends, is your world of crazy. Wow, that's just embarrassing. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, that's John Krakauer. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, there we go. Oh, boy. I was just looking at her mugshot. That is that is kind of terrifying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it looks like the kind of woman. Well, here. I feel like I've lived like three days today. Yeah. I've been so many places. I've seen some things, Greg. You've seen so many different things. I've seen so many things. It's true. And they were good. That's good. Mm-hmm. Well, you survived. You survived the wilds of... Mm-hmm. of uh, Gresham. I know. Thank you. I really appreciate your support. Yes. Yes. You're welcome. And Sarah does know what FBI stands for, just so everybody I knows. dislike um, you so much. You know, before this episode, a lot of times when we talk on the show, you know, things are just for satirical purposes. And Sarah totally knew what FBI stood for. So I want to just want to make sure that that's, that's completely clear on there. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Please go to funemploymentradio.com anytime you are going to go to Amazon. Click on the Amazon link right on our Fun Employment Radio page. It would be fantastic if you do so. And, of course, go to squarespace.com slash funemployment and sign up for your new website, which is what I'm going to be doing this afternoon. I'm working oh, heck yeah. Yes. I am going to make a good website. I... Well, they have all the tools to do it, so it's just up to me to mm. get it done. So it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Yes. All right, thank you everyone so much for tuning in. Of course, coming up this evening will be Geek in the City. Where, Geek in the City, you say? Where I think they're doing an Ask Anything segment um, where you can ask them anything. Ooh, cool. And you can go there. <gasps> you should there. totally ask Scott Daly about his toupee. Yes, ask Scott about his toupee. Mm-hmm. That is a very good one. That's that's very true. Yes. Um, ask Keelan about his kids that he never talks about. Yes. Because he never brings them up. Yeah. But you need to ask about that. So mm-hmm. you can tune in live here at about... Um, Let's see, they'll go on about about 8 p.m. About 8-ish, yeah. About 8-ish. 8 Pacific. Pacific time. So, yeah, ask Keelan about his kids. Ask Scott about his toupee. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, those are those are really good ones to ask. Mm-hmm. Ask Aaron about the arrest. Have you? You guys heard about he that never guy talks with about the, the arrest? Yeah, he doesn't talk about the arrest. He doesn't like talking about that. And you guys read, all saw the story about the man with the two penises. Yeah. Yeah that's, yeah, that's Dan Clark. Dan Clark is yeah. is the man with two So just so, so you know. So ask him about that mm-hmm. too. Yeah, there's a lot of things you'll have to ask. Why won't he visit his children? <laughs> I don't know. Shut up. Ask tonight. <laughs> thanks to you. Thanks so much, everyone. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Suck up. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.